This is the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. We chat with sports and innovation leaders from around the globe, talking about everything from the newest technologies to major trends affecting our industry. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're Infront Lab, the digital and tech branch of Infront Sports and Media. At the lab, we put fans first and use technology to improve experiences by helping rights owners meet their fans at all touch points along their individual journeys. We work with all sports-related industries, from data to content and everything in between. I'm Marav Severe, head of B2B marketing at Infront Lab and host of this podcast. Today, we're talking about esports. The esports industry continues to grow with a current market value of $144 billion. More than 540 million people globally say they watch esports games. And that's an increase of nearly 100 million people in just three years. To show you how much it's grown so quickly. Half of global viewers say they are enthusiasts, while others are casual viewers. That means that about 220 million people are esports enthusiasts. But esports are not just about watching via Twitch or additional streaming services. They are full-on events, as we've seen from the E-Syria in recent years. Joining us from Infront Productions, the Infront unit responsible for producing and streaming E-Syria, are Ricardo Passerella, Marketing Manager for E-Syria, Team Marketing Lead, and Andrea Mariani, Content Coordinator for Infront Productions Italy, E-Syria, Team Content Producer. Gentlemen, welcome to the Mix Zone. Thank Hello. You. Bye. So before we get going and talking about what it is that you're doing around E-Syria, I'd like for you to introduce yourselves to the audience. And so let's do this one at a time. Uh, and if we could have you say your name uh, before you start talking about yourself, just so that everyone can understand what voice goes with what name. And uh, Ricardo, maybe we'll start with you. Yeah, sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Ricardo Passarella. Uh, I'm Andrea Mariani, and I'm working uh, as a head of a digital project in Infront. And for Isaria, I'm a head of the content. What does that actually mean if you're talking about head of the content? Uh, what is it that you're doing with Isaria? Yeah, um, the, 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 the main role is creating the, 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 the right environment around the event, the live event. So, working. Uh, on the content, which uh, then are updated, uh, uploaded, and uh, shown via Twitch or via YouTube, which uh, host the, the 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 official the official channel of the Isaria, and then of course providing content also for the stakeholders and for you know the teams, the players, everyone who is involved involved on on the project. And Ricardo, what does your day-to-day -day look like when we're talking about your work involving the Isiria? Okay, so my main responsibility regards marketing, obviously, as my title states. So basically, that means like uh, inside the, the mechanism of the organization, I, I coordinate the commercial brands. So all the marketing part in going outside the market, finding the sponsors, bringing them inside the events, generating value for the events, and then following all the activities they do. And also supporting the organization the, and the coordination of communication and the management of the relationship with the Lega Serie A, which is actually the, the brand owner of the competition itself. 
So before we talk about uh, what it is that you're doing from content perspectives, from marketing perspectives, and get more into the details of the events that you've put on, can you share more about the Isirian, the league itself? How long has it been running? How many players do you have nowadays? What is the format? How does it work on a day-to-day? So we just finished the third edition of the league. It was supposed to be a fourth one. But COVID stopped the the championship at, at its first edition, so we actually as it did for many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big shame because we were ready for it, but uh, it was impossible to carry out an, an event like we wanted to. So we just postponed that, and we started in 2021. So we had three editions of this uh, of this beautiful championship, growing year by year. So uh, a great result also from that point of view, and uh, the number of players participating. Uh, we have to divide between the phases of the competition because we have like a competitive phase where official pro players get in, uh, get in the show and the number of players is more or less equal year by year because each team participating has three players. So we're always talking about 14, 15 teams that leads to around 45-ish players. Whereas we have a first phase of the competition, which is like an open phase. So people from uh general public and amateurs can try to get inside the east area team and try to become a professional players and there the number may vary and we have like different uh online championship to to gather those people to to try their chances to play and we're talking there about uh, thousands of people every year trying to compete in order to to get inside the east area team which is quite an incredible feat after just three years of having uh, this league running. You know, uh, Andrea, maybe you could tell us a bit more about what is the format and now once you have these 45 players, what does the season look like? Yeah, um, we start with a group stage where we divide the teams in two groups. And after that, we have uh, uh, the, this, uh, this road to, it's a, it's a weird bracket because it's something that uh, is not so common in a normal sport, let me say. So they have <laughs> a winner bracket, a loser bracket. It's very difficult to explain. And, uh, one of the tasks of the content creators is also to try to explain to everybody how the rules is working on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, once we have uh, these two main groups of uh, teams, the winner brackets and the loser brackets, uh, then uh, they cross together. And at the end, we have uh, the, the, the final, uh, which has, uh, with, of course, uh, only two teams uh, remaining. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, so. This is also a structure that allowed us to create a sort of climax, you know, and having a peak at the end of the season with the best teams, only the best team involved. Of course, uh, since it's a competition which uh, wants to allow the also for uh, for uh, Lega point of view allowed the teams and the clubs to be involved in this uh, in this uh, in this competition. We used to have all of the teams participating until the final, very final stage, just also because for it's our interest to have much, uh, much team uh, as we can involve it, uh, eventually, mm-hmm. you know, just for uh, amplification of the message. 
Yeah, for further exposure of the ECRA league. Now, what does the season look like? Because there are so many different things that go into this ECRA and to this competition that people may not know of, because obviously you have the competitions themselves and you have a live show. Can you tell us a bit about what it is that you produce throughout the season? Okay, so yeah, we, we have really different moment. As I was saying before, the first... <laughs> Uh, split we have to do is from the open phase so the initial phase and then we have the competitive stage of the event in the open phase we did uh, as i mentioned the we call them online qualifiers so people try and get to, to play the isaria team but also we did a sort of a road show so we tried to bring the event format of the isaria outside from the competitive season and so we went around uh, esports events, so we did events on our own, uh, associating with some of our sponsors or, or some of the clubs participating, just to you know spread the, the knowledge and the engagement of people. Then, if we go to the competitive part of the season, we have the live shows where actually the games are played, so all the regular uh, season matches, the playoff matches, the final event matches, they all go inside these live shows. Then, apart from that, we also have other Twitch formats we do when uh, when the, the players are not playing the official matches. Uh, they are hosted by our casters, our talents. So uh, they are just another way to talk about the championship, but in a slightly different perspective. So uh, we may talk a little bit about FIFA cards. We may talk a little bit about the esports movement in general. And we may have a chat with different players coming from the season, analyzing the, the last matches. So it's just a way to give different perspectives and to keep talking more and more about the championship itself. What goes into the production of this show? Because it's different than obviously going out to a pitch and producing a full-on football match. So what is it like producing these shows? What is the environment? It is studio shows. How how do you go about doing that? And what is it that the viewers see on the end screen? Uh, well, we work in a full TV studio full package uh, with uh, uh, all the facilities uh, and uh, for the competition uh, of course for the competition stage uh, we have this big studio where we with the people playing and uh, of course uh, it's uh, also a place where the people can uh, um, when the where the player and the clubs have their own uh, spaces where they can do their tactics they can practice they can uh, rest they can chill they can eat we have uh, the the live show uh, in this uh, in in the main corner, let me say, but then we have a lot of spaces because, of course, you know the the competition length is around four or five hours of a live show. It's quite lengthy. Yeah, for a show. And then two people is playing at the same time. The other guys are training, resting, chilling. So we need a place where the people can do a lot of things uh, and not only playing, of course. So we take care of everything uh, uh, of them. They have uh, their uh, room where they can uh, train and they have uh, their um, their uh, pads, their uh, console where they can play and they have uh, the place where they can eat uh, and so on so 
Andre, you're talking about a four to five hour show. And when we take a look at attention spans nowadays, most people and definitely the younger generations have short attention spans. Are you seeing that viewers, once they tune into the show, are they watching the show in its entirety? Or are you seeing that same uh, issue where you're holding people for a different span of time, but there's just a continuous flow of people tuning in over the four to five hours? Well, consider that uh, we're streaming. Uh, we're, we're streaming on uh, Twitch. Twitch uh, is based on the long-form live uh, shows, so people are using to follow the event. Of course, since we are talking about clubs and. Uh, you know, let me say, Sub team has uh, their players, which are not only players for them, but uh, mainly they are uh, creators, YouTubers, so on. So they are uh, their personas. Sort of yeah, of course. That means that you know each persona, each creators has his fan base. So sometimes for the we can see that the the when the when he's playing one of the most famous of of these players, the the, the we we reach a peak of uh, mm. viewers uh, in that moment because uh, each player brings uh, his community. So the point and the, the very fascinating things for uh, our side is that the Isaria is work uh, works uh, in order to get uh, in contact all the communities of each uh, players, which means uh, a lot of people, a lot of fans. This is not some, uh, sometimes it's not easy because you know people can write everything. And so sometimes mm -hmm. uh, people, uh, you know, we have to manage it. So we, we invest a, a lot of money on the moderators in order <laughs> to, you know, to keep calm the, the situation because sometimes, uh, you know, the, 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 the communities are very, are very hot, let me say. Yeah. Ricardo, you're <laughs> laughing there. You have this experience with the communities and uh, what they've pitched in and their voices throughout these shows? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, are, we have the, 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 the chance to see all the things that uh, are uh, usually ma uh, moderated by the, the players. So I have no filters uh, on my <laughs> chat so I can see. And uh, sometimes it's it's, it's not uh, easy to manage that. But of course, we are in a legacy environment, uh, which, the, you know, we have values that we have mm -hmm. to keep safe. And, uh, and we do that. Yeah, I, I was laughing because on the first year of the competition, the, the moderation of the channel was something that we used to do on our own. But from the second year on, we had to outsource that to a precise figure <laughs> moderating the chat because, yeah, actually, it's a, you know, it's a fan environment. People want to win and want to, 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 to express their passion for the people they're following. So some do it in the right way, some don't. And we have to manage those who don't. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the, the uh, that may be the most difficult part of the live yeah. show. But the community, <laughs> the community is great anyway. We see uh, really a lot of support yeah. and uh, a lot of people engaged on following their, their idols and uh, the, the plays themselves as content creators, but also just as people, they're really, really good. So uh, it's really fascinating the atmosphere you can find in the in events such like this.
Ricardo, you mentioned already some of the content that you do surrounding the live shows. Now, if we're talking about this content, how do you decide on what it is that you're going to produce and release and share with your fans, not only during the season, but like you mentioned, also this roadshow in the off season? How, what is that thought process like? Okay, so, uh, well, for, for the physical events, for all the, let's say, the, the physical part of events, uh, we, we just found out, but was not to find out, was just realizing that uh, the esports the e in general are a digital thing, but they really have to be like seen from a live perspective to become uh, a, a real followed event. The, the passion that we felt during those live events was, was important from the fans, so we realized that it was just necessary to do uh, those roadshow trips. But also the, the final event we did last year for the first time, we managed to bring the, the final eight of the competition, uh, not inside the TV studio, but inside the real event location. It was a theater uh, in this particular case and the public could get in. So uh, we, that was just another perspective we wanted to add to, to the beautiful event. And also Lega Serie A uh, felt the same way. So uh, last year we worked really hard to give this dimension to the uh, to the event itself on the digital part but then i'm leaving Andrea answer to this as he's managing very well all those aspects uh we did some try and adjust on the content that used to work and used not to work for instance uh something i may i may cite can be that uh in the first edition we we did some like playlist of beautiful uh, plays from the player to use also as branded content and we decided that it could be used either during the live event as a branded content live live broadcasted or also as a post produced and uploaded on youtube uh, kind of uh, kind of content we just realized that those specific contents work really well as live contents and work less well on other platforms so we stopped doing that just to focus on bettering once again what we do uh, on that specific uh, on the specific content on the on the live part because we figured out it was better so it's just a, a live response from the audience what you get so it's really uh easy in a way to find out the the path that we we have to follow on on producing those content but but again andrea if you want to add something to it just feel free yeah, the, the process, uh, let me say the creative process, it's it's very easy. We, we, we constantly uh, monitoring uh, the environment, the sports environment, you know, and uh, checking uh, what is working, what is not working, uh, what uh, the other creators do, because, I mean, uh, we're we, we facing with uh, a very, let me say, black belt creators <laughs> content uh, because of course uh, those guys used to stream uh, daily everything so they 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 they, 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 they the only thing we can do is monitoring uh, the environment uh, checking uh, what is working what is the hype at the moment what the best content uh, is uh, is viral and then of course uh, we we have a deep chat we a constant uh, uh, relationship with, uh, with 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 the talent of the isaria which are creators youtubers uh, for their own channel so it's a constant uh, really a constant debate of what is working what is not working and uh, we used to do like this of course uh, sometimes we 
is something that is feasible with uh, an, an institutional channel, which is uh, uh, the Lega Serie A uh, um, environment. So, uh, because of course, sometimes, uh, I mean, we cannot do everything we want of mm -hmm. course we need to to respect some uh, some criteria uh, since we are bringing uh, we are under the big umbrella of Serie A so we need to give the visibility to all the teams so not focus only on the superstars of course and uh, we we need to do not uh, any jokes uh, which are you know the main content that <laughs> then goes viral but you know we we need to have a balance since we we are we are hosted in the Serie A environment you're talking obviously a lot about uh, trial and error over these past couple of years and learning and learning what works best and what doesn't work so when you take a look at everything that you've learned over the past couple of years since uh the ACLA league began how has the league changed from a production standpoint and the types of content that you're creating well of course uh, we constantly improve the, the the quality and the coverage we started uh, now that we uh, on this year we we invest a lot on twitch and mm -hmm. twitch side so we we decide to have uh, beside the main events we have 12 days of competition during uh, starting from january end of january to april so uh, in this segment, uh, we have uh, 12 days of competition, but of course, uh, we, we, we had to also offer some other content. So we decided to have three days of coverage with uh, uh, three different formats uh, hosted by the three different, uh, three different um, talent. So the, the 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 idea is trying to cover uh the the, the period uh we had uh, uh, for the competition with uh, we cannot say daily because it's uh it's now it's not feasible but uh for the future the idea is uh, having a daily um show mm -hmm. uh, during uh, even before and uh, also after the the, the 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 competition season let me say so the idea ideally we we would like to have covered like uh, six eight months uh, in youtube in uh, sorry in uh, twitch with uh, shows uh, events and so on at the same time one of the big learn we we have is that if we really want to amplify the message we don't we cannot only think about uh, our channel so not only for the official side but we need to 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 spread the message through the other talent through other creators in order to enlarge more the fan base i think we have found we we reach more or less the the um, organic mm -hmm. Uh, a peak uh, um, of, of the people that we can get uh, through organically with via uh, via Twitch and via YouTube. Now we need to have some other weapons in our hands. So maybe 
investing on having creators which uh, not uh, will be hosted in our channel but they host the message of Isaria on their channel i think this is the step next step we have to do that you're talking obviously about reaching new audiences and keeping uh, the audiences growing now uh, ricardo how do you keep your current audiences and those that you've gained over the last three years engaged uh, on a daily basis especially when there aren't competitions or when there's a break in competitions we're talking about the off season what have you seen that has worked in terms of keeping them engaged and obviously you talked about the community so when it's live events they're there but there's a lot more to the season than just the live events themselves yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, the first thing that comes up to my mind is that uh, actually the, the people who follow the Iseria are actually following the, the best superstar players we have in it. So a really crucial part of every year is just to be sure that the top players of the Italian scene are present in the, in the championship. And this is something that we really manage to do every year. Big performing players are top performing players also in the other European and World Championship uh, tournaments. So this is absolutely the first thing we need to do. And we try to get them involved in the most possible ways. <clears throat> so not only in the live shows, uh, they are the superstars, the center of the attention, but we also, as Andrea was saying, uh, provide them with all the materials and all the possibilities to be uh, creators uh, also when they are performing in our championship. So the message is keeping push them, push them so the audience can follow, can really follow us. And another thing that I want to mention is that we are also out of contents and adding some kind of contents we produce to uh, give some new elements to the scene that can uh, be perceived well or that can get to, to new audiences. For instance, this last year, we made a deal with, uh, it's called All Bars Game, which is a new format. It's a rap freestyle show. We brought some of those freestyle rappers yeah, to our events. And what they did is just they were rapping, freestyling on the uh, on topics bearing from football to the esports world. So uh, there was a connection, but it was something in a way different, but in a way also related because music and is better. So we, we are also trying these kind of activities to, to, to keep the product fresh in a way and so that the audience is motivated to follow us even more. And what type of uh, what sort of reactions did you get from your audiences? Yeah, it was it was good in the end. It was as always on Twitch uh, a little bit of uh, indecision at the beginning, and it was something that the the, the the people was not used to. But then in the end, also uh, the artist at the end said, uh, uh, "Well, we we were not anyone at the beginning, but now we're receiving messages on our Instagram and so on from people saying, hey, I discovered you during the Isaria." team program and I it was beautiful and then during the final eight they did the last show and it was really really well perceived by all the people present there and and the people also following the the movement and so this is something that was for us a great test that we want to to replicate in the future so obviously if we're looking more towards the future and different things that you're trying do you guys take inspiration from anyone else in the business or where does this inspiration come from in these ideas I side i mean at the beginning we since you know premier league and uh, liga started before uh us a couple i i, I don't know how how many times but i mean they started before us so at the, in the first year 
we 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 checking what they where they did what they are doing in order to understand i think now we 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 reach the, the, the we reach the, the the same level sometimes we also uh, go over them because i think for example that uh, now we eseria is uh, is superior than uh, liga and then we are uh, we are reaching uh, uh, the premier league but then i mean uh, at the moment uh, i think we are inspired by ourselves uh, thanks to our experience and if we want to look around us uh, we, we used to look at the creators uh, not um, not to the other leagues because i think uh, uh, we got uh, we got a good level um we, we our focus and our purpose at the beginning was to providing the high standard events as we can because this is the way to get more superstars than involved so now we know that in italy this is one of the main event of for, uh, of course is the main event for the for fifa it's one of the main event in general for the, in, uh, in the esports uh, scenario uh, in Italy. So this is uh, this is very important because we 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 need and we have to reach and get the the the, blend, the best players in uh, in. Um, in the in the environment uh, i mean because as we said uh, in in the past uh, at the beginning uh, each uh, creator each player brings uh, his community much uh, create uh, important superstars we have uh, and uh, more the communities uh, 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 community will en enlarge now, for talking about the future, looking ahead to next season, is there anything else that you know? What plans do you have uh, for the future of the ECLA? Getting better, always better. Always. That's such a, that's <laughs> no, a coach's joking. answer yeah. when you ask a coach. You ask a coach, "What's the key to win and score more points in the competition?" That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, best performance is always the next. No, but I'm joking. But yeah, uh, obviously. Uh, we are right now, as Andrea just said, we are at the top EA, EA sports related product in Italy, one of one of the best in Europe and in the world. So we need to, you know, keep that position and increasing always day day by day the the, the reach we can get of, of our championship. Uh, the main the main challenge will be uh, getting outside of our natural organic audience and getting to real numbers for for uh from other audiences because as Andrea said we, we feel like we reached uh the peak of what we we can organically reach so uh we have to keep this in mind and to you know set set out all the activities in order to expand again so i think we will the the roadshow worked well so we will try to do more phases of that of that part uh the the we may uh, also put a reasoning on the competitive formats of the of the event so uh we may get to more the day, more, more days of uh, of play so so that the, the people has just more things to watch and all all in this perspective so, so to get even even bigger and even better and are there any trends that you're seeing in esports that you're looking to capitalize on in the next in the next season 
well, of course, uh, we are we are thinking about uh, how can manage data uh, around that um, uh, this year on this year we, we we didn't go so deep but uh, you know we we already have a couple of um, agency which uh, take care about the data and the stats around the game this is something that can brings value uh, on the on the discussion and on the chat of course uh, it's not a, we're not talking about changing uh, the, the the production, but uh, it's uh, you know just leveling up the 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 the, the, the content uh, using also data. So probably for the next year, we we are going to provide more data, more information around the the, the competition. And uh, as I said before, I think we have to. To, to bring the message out of the official channels and trying to have a constant discussion and through the talent and the and their channels so these are the two main purposes for the next year and of course yeah maybe also i think uh, uh, since we are trying to, to, to get more live events as we can. So starting from this year, we, we try, we, we, we found a way to, to, you know, have a face-to-face -face, uh, interaction with the, with the fans. And this is something that we have to, to cultivate more. So for anyone who may want to watch on Twitch or additional streaming services, wants to purchase tickets for live events, how do they go about doing that? Well, on Twitch it's easy. We have the the official uh, uh, the official channel. So if you just go on Twitch and you type Serie A, you will automatically find the, the channel. Is the first one that pops up. So it's really 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 easy. I don't know if there's a way to share the link through the to mm -hmm. <laughs> this, but uh, it's it's really easy. And also the, for the live events, there was actually no ticketing last mm -hmm. year, and we don't know yet about next year, but mainly our purpose is to enlarge as we said so putting a barrel like a ticket is not really useful in this moment so uh, we prefer to that revenue from a ticketing perspective right now but just to cultivate the fan base so uh, what i can say just keep following all the the official channels for for all the news and you, you will find soon the the next uh, next appointment well, Andrea, Ricardo, it was a pleasure having you on the mix zone. We really appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to be with us today. Thank you, Mara, for your hosting. It was a pleasure for us, too. That wraps up this episode of the Mix Zone by Infront Lab. I'm Marav Severe. You can find me and the lab on LinkedIn. Don't hesitate to reach out and chat with our team about sports tech solutions or just last night's game. Enjoyed the episode? Let us know your thoughts on the podcast, and don't forget to rate us. We'll see you next time.